Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to part 4 of Do Not Watch The Lady and the Cage. If this is the first episode that you have found, make sure you go and check out the other three parts and then come back to this one. Thank you! I snuck out of the house with my camera and drove to the only place within 50 miles with a dark room to develop film in the early light of dawn. I cruised slowly through empty streets and got there four hours before they opened. I reclined in the seat, shut my eyes and fell asleep. And when I did, I dreamt of the zoo. I woke at just after 10, plugged my phone in and brought the camera to the scraggly-haired man behind the counter. When do you need it? He asked me, looking over the camera. Soon, I said, gesturing towards a sign on the door. That said, you can do it in an hour. Right, he said with a smirk. Thing is, I'm kind of busy this morning, so it would cost extra. I had $40 with me. I peeled off 20 and handed it to him. Just keep the change, okay? Come on, kid, he said. I already saw the other 20. I groaned. It's not like there's another film place nearby, dude. He was right. I handed him the rest of the money I had and told him I'd wait. He disappeared into the back, and I was alone with my thoughts in the dim, dusty camera shop. What the fuck is this, dude? He asked when he emerged. Just a project. They come out okay? He shrugged and handed me an envelope. Not sure what you were trying for, but that last one came out great. I pulled out the photos. The first couple were old pictures from years back. Family, old friends, and a couple of our dogs. I flipped through them before I came to the first blurry image of the TV. My knee was partially blocking it, but I could see the zoo, and in the next few obstructed, unfocused shots, I saw the horrible little demons and one of the sentinels standing guard at the side of the cage with a granite grimace on its face. Finally, I came to the last picture. It was my living room, and the TV, crystal clear and in sharp focus, and on the TV, in black and white, was the lady and Tyler. I held it up to him. This one? Yeah, he nodded. What fucking movie is that? I left and sat in the car and nervously collected my thoughts. I had proof that the movie was real. Proof that other people could see. I just had no idea what to do with it. I sat there, lost in thought, until my trance was broken as my phone rang. I glanced at the screen. Eleven missed calls? I answered. Adam! My mother said frantically. Adam, answer me! Mum, I'm here. Oh, thank God, she sobbed. Mum, what's wrong? I feel the panic rising inside me, and suddenly the infotainment screen on my car flickers to life. Baby, it's Tyler. You need to meet me at Highland County General. Do you know where that is? The hospital? I already knew. What's wrong with Tyler? Honey, she wept. Honey, he's on life support. I don't think... Please, just just meet me there. 
I told her I would, and as I started the car, the video began playing from the infotainment screen. I drove there, in shock, trying to ignore as one long stream of the lady sucking the glowing light from Tyler played out next to me. I could smell burning coal and acrid chemicals, my skin tingled, and I felt invisible clamps on my arms. My mother was waiting for me at the entrance. She looked like a ghost. She led me to the 10th floor, critical care, where Tyler was in a medically induced coma. He'd deteriorated since being admitted, his organs were failing, and no one could explain why. My mother watched, inspecting me as they dressed me in scrubs. Tyler was in a private room, strapped to half a dozen machines with blinking lights, monitors, and screens. His parents sat next to his bed, his mother holding his hand, his father's face buried in his hands. Tyler looked tiny. His skin hung from his bones, and he looked like he'd been starved. A respirator covered most of his face, but what I could see looked grey and already dead. Thank you for coming, Adam, his mother said with a sniffle. You were always such a good friend to him. I nodded, and I knew a sound came out of my mouth, but I had no idea what it was or what it meant to say. I think that all I wanted was to fill the void between the air pump, the beeping of the heart monitor, and the static produced by the various machines in the room. Adam, his father said as he sat up, is there anything you can think of that might explain what's happening here? He looked worse than she did, like a man who knew that looming defeat was inevitable. It just came out of nowhere his mother said before I could respond. There are three other young men on this floor with similar symptoms. Tyler might actually know one of them. I started to ask who, but the door opened and a man in a white coat entered. He nodded at me, grimly, and stopped several feet away. Then the static began to rise, and I realised that it wasn't coming from any of the machines. Dr. Geary? Tyler's mother said, This is Adam Kent. He's the friend we told you about. The heart monitor screen went dark and then faded in on the zoo, where I could see the lady sucking the dimming light from Tyler while he lay helplessly in the bed beside it. I turned away, and on another screen, the baby creature licked its victim like a lollipop, dragging away another layer of bleeding skin. Screams whispered through the hiss of the ventilator, Hello, Adam. I'm sorry to be meeting you under these circumstances, Dr. Geary said. Hi, I said with a dry mouth. Your friend's situation is very serious. We've run dozens of tests, but haven't been able to find any cause of his condition. He paused, looking at me as if waiting for a response or reaction before continuing. His blood work indicates that he's a frequent consumer of marijuana, but that wouldn't cause anything like this. Are you aware of any other drugs he might have been taking? They won't always show up in lab tests, especially if we don't know what he's using. I shook my head. Adam, his mother pleaded, neither of you can get in any trouble and Tyler is counting on you to tell us anything that might help. I... We... 
we've done Molly a few times, I stammered. MDMA? The doctor lifted his clipboard and jotted something down. Do you recall where he got it? Wally something, I said, looking back at Tyler in the bed. I don't know his last name. I don't even know if that's his real name. He nodded. If it's alright with you, I'd like to have someone look you over, just as a precaution to ensure you're not at any risk. I agreed, said goodbye to Tyler and his parents, and walked out of the room. My mother followed me to an exam room and waited as they took my vitals along with blood and urine samples. When I came out, she moved closer to me, hugged me, and spoke quietly in my ear. Adam, you know if there's anything wrong. Anything. You can tell me, right? Her eyes were pleading and desperate, and more than anything, I just wanted to tell her everything. I almost did, but Dr. Geary appeared behind her. Mr. Kent, he said. May I have a word with you? I nodded. My mother let me go, and I followed the doctor down the hall. You mentioned someone called Wally, correct? Do you remember any other names? He calls himself Wally Skunks, I said almost sheepishly. Could it be Craig Wallace? He asked. I nodded. That's it. Yes! The doctor looked back at me with a steely glare and then motioned to a room not far from Tyler's. Craig Wallace, age 20. He came in a day before Tyler with similar symptoms, but things have worsened for him since then. I peered into the room. A transparent plastic sheet covered the entire bed in a tent. The person within was wrapped entirely in white bandages. In the corner, I could see red soaking through. What's wrong with him? I asked, even though I already knew. We don't know. There are no identifiable infections or pathogens, no known chemicals in his blood. But whatever is happening, it's killing him. It's necrotizing so quickly, it's almost as if it's disappearing. My mother and I made it to the lobby before she turned to me. Adam, I know there's something you're not telling me. She watched me as the wheels turned in my head, and I tried to summon a lie or the confidence to try and tell her the truth. She leaned towards me. Please, don't make me suffer wondering if my baby is going to be up there tomorrow. Okay, I sighed. I'll show you. I brought her to my car and brought out the sleeve of photos. I combed through them, extracted the one with Tyler and the lady, and handed it to her in my trembling hand. She took it, looked down at it, staring for a moment, then looked back at me. What is this? It's a video, I heard myself say as the mind worked out how to explain the image she was looking at, but... It's not just a video. Adam, why are you showing me this? The hand holding the photo dropped to her side and her voice changed from sadness and desperation to anger. What are you on? Mum, that's Tyler. What? She motioned towards the building behind us. In there? In the picture. What are you talking about, Adam? She held up the picture with the lady draining Tyler's soul away. Is this the picture you wanted me to see? Our TV? Mum! 
I screamed without realising it until I saw my mother's shocked expression and then I pointed to Tyler. She must not recognise him, I thought. Right there! That's Tyler! She turned the picture back to herself and then looked at me. There's nothing on the screen, Adam. My heart dropped and my knees felt weak and I felt myself falling, but then it stopped. The pressure on my arms increased and an invisible force held me up and my mother glared at the shock, terror and confusion on my face. She slammed the door to my car closed. You're coming with me, she said. I'm not letting you drive like this. The ride home was silent. I crouched in the front seat and my mother never broke her steely gaze from the road dead ahead. Our phones buzzed at the same time, but my mother didn't react. I looked down at mine. It was a text from Tyler's mother. Friends, we're writing to let you know that Tyler left us peacefully today at just after four o'clock. We are heartbroken. We ask that you keep his private life private as we make arrangements to celebrate the time we had with him. The shock washed over me as quickly as the realisation that I had 48 hours before I'd be entering the cage, two days before the lady took me. I was about to turn off the phone when I noticed the missed calls. There were 15 now and a bunch of texts. Seven of them were from my mother earlier, two were from Tyler's mother, and eight were from two numbers I didn't recognise. So I opened my texts and found three were from one of those numbers. They read, How many days has it been since you watched the video? How bad has it gotten? Call me back if you want to live. The moment we got home, I went straight to my room as my mother called after me that we needed to talk. I called the number, but nothing happened. No ringing, no voicemail, nothing. I texted, asking who it was, and the moment I hit send, the video started. I was looking out over the procession, the three members ahead of me and the one led to the cage. Molecular demons buzzed around my feet and charred ozone filled my nostrils. A static charge ran through me and my hair stood up on end. Ahead of me, the lady shrieked as her jaws pressed out of her skull and the ringmaster's key moved towards the cage. My body tensed and the sentries tightened their grip on my arms. My phone rang and I shook myself out of the zoo. Hello? I answered. When did you watch it? It was a gruff voice I didn't recognise. Who is this? Call me Tony, the voice said. How long has it been since you watched it? Over a week now. I think I have two days? There was a pause. Where? Where did I see it? Who showed you? He was terse and impatient. My friend, Tyler. He's dead. He's worse than dead. But there's always worse than that. I gulped as he spoke. How did you find me? You found me, kid. Why did you take the picture? What? How do you know? Your friend was never going to make it if it makes you feel any better, he said plainly. Only weak souls go to the lady, but there are degrees of weak. I can tell you're a fighter. Tell me what I can do, I said. Downstairs, I could hear my parents talking in low voices. Do you see it everywhere yet? 
Yeah, every screen. But just screens? What do you mean? Never mind, okay? It's not too late, but it will be soon. Once you go in all the way, it's tough to get back out. Do you want to live through this? Yes, I said. Are you sure? A lot of people think they want to live, but they don't really, and that's what gets them here. I want to live, I said. I'll do anything. Okay, he said. He spoke slowly and succinctly. He didn't repeat himself or pause for questions. When he finished telling me what to do, he asked, You get all that? Yeah, I think I do. You think you do or you do? Yeah, I say. I got it. Will it actually work? If you do exactly what I told you, he said, and I hope you do, man, but this is all I can do for you. I want to be as far away from that video as I can. The line went dead. Downstairs, my parents were still talking, and I put my ear to the door and listened. We need to get him help, my mother hissed, and impatient is the only way, my father said in a frustrated whisper. Impatient. They thought it was drugs or some kind of mental crisis. If they did that, all hope would be lost. I needed at least a day to follow Tony's instructions. I flipped off the lights and crawled into bed. Tomorrow, I'll put the plan into place, I told myself and closed my eyes. I was in the zoo. I could feel the sentry's hands clenching my shoulders. I could smell the sulphur, coal and the sweet smell of fresh death in the thick acrid air. The demons pranced around and their teeth chattered wildly as the lady sucked the soul out of another victim. I opened my eyes. I was still in my bedroom. The smell and the sounds were gone. I slowly closed them again and went back to the zoo. Oh god, I thought. Oh god, don't let it be too late. Thank you guys, ghouls and girls for watching. Please feel free to connect with me on my Discord server, and if you want to watch me live, check out my Twitch channel. I am very active on both platforms and even have scheduled streams. I would absolutely love to see you there. Links to my other social media platforms are in the description below. Stay, 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 stay.